Okay, I admit it. I have a serious lifelong love affair with webinars. Ever since I came to the online space, webinars have been just such a cool, cool option. I think they're the best way to build your online community. I've built my business with them. I'm going to talk to you today about the things that I like most about webinars on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. And welcome to episode two, part two of Gray Matters. We're still finding our stride as far as format goes here. Today we're going to be talking about webinars. And for baby boomers, for those of us in the gray zone, webinars are such an incredible tool. I mean, we grew up in an age. We grew up in an age where being able to broadcast to a community required FCC approval, a broadcast license, a millions and millions of dollars of worth of gear and a crew and a, a place on the broadcast spectrum to reach a mass market with any platform at all, be it television, be it radio. There was just no way to reach a large group of people the way that we can today with webinars. It is absolutely an, an incredible blessing. The power of us being able to reach out to that community and to be able to share our thoughts, our knowledge, our ideas, our inspiration, our products with a vast community through a broadcast medium, well, I, I pinch myself every day because it's, it's it, since I left the broadcast space and came into the online space, this is how I've built my business. So today I want to share with you why I love it. <laughs> I think you get the idea right off the top of why I love it I be, uh, or that I do love it. So we're going to go, I've got six kind of key takeaways that, that I want to go through with you. And then I'm also going to talk to you a little bit about what I think it takes to create a great webinar, what it takes to create a really wonderful webinar. Plus we've got some, we've got some good free downloads for you. I've got a mini course that can actually walk you through the entire process that I will fill you in on. And if you're looking to get access to any of the, uh, any of the stuff that we're going to be giving to you today, we, we store all of the uh, URLs in the show notes, or you can visit us. Uh, we've got a, a podcast page. It's at dototech.com slash gray two. This is all going to be gray two dottotech.com forward slash gray two. That will get you to all of the notes and all of the downloads that I'll be filling you in on in just a little while. But let's dive into the whole idea of why I love webinars, what just inspires me so much. And obviously the history that we have, uh, the history that I have with webinars coming from a broadcast medium, doing live television and recorded television and radio for as many years as I did. When I first came to the online space, the opportunity that webinars represented just blew me away. The fact that I could, with a couple of hundred dollars worth of hardware and software and a good solid internet connection and a good idea, 
reach a massive community, uh, one that was almost unlimited as far as I was concerned, uh, was just uh, it was an epiphany. It was something that I recognized was incredibly powerful. Now, there is good and there is evil in the webinar space. And because it's so accessible now, no, just because for you don't while, necessarily have the many skills people to deliver who a good webinar, right? Less than ethical to use webinars to you deliver can't their message. The of and, let, and, and, and a lot of people really who really don't skill. have a lot of people have different mental blocks around. They, they don't feel comfortable on camera. They don't like doing live. There's there's a variety of different things that 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 kind of stand in people's ways of delivering webinars. But those are all pretty easy to overcome. And you can learn that by taking courses, by just practicing it, by doing it. Uh, by attending lots. Uh, there's a lot of ways that you can overcome the challenges you have, but I believe that they are is something that everybody can learn. And I like people to really pay attention to the quality of webinars because I'd like to see the quality, overall quality of webinars on the online space improve. That way people will trust the ones that we deliver more and it'll be easier to get people to engage in our webinars. There's a there's a kind of a community aspect for of all the webinar creators, which is one of the reasons I'm so hard on people that that uh, abuse the webinars. Why I'm very critical of people who do fake live webinars, or they do really wasteful webinars, or they do uh, they do webinars where people come on and they bait and switch them. They don't deliver what they promise, and everything is a, it's just a sales job instead of a training when they've been promising a training. I that stuff. I'm pretty sure you're on the same boat as me. That drives me a little bit nuts. But let me give you the six takeaways that I want to get through today with you, which are first, webinars are flexible. They are relevant. You can leverage webinars. Anyone can do webinars. They're a fast track to what we call KLT, the no like, and trust factor. Webinars are a really fast relationship builder and they have unlimited reach and unlimited potential. Now I'm going to create a document for this podcast, for every episode of our podcast, we're going to have a document that's going to live on our website along with the along with the replay of the podcast. So if you want to write this down, if you want to go and get into the links that I'm going to be talking about today, if you go to dototech.com forward slash gray two, that's dototech.com forward slash gray two, because this is our second podcast. Uh, you will be able to get access to everything that I'm going to be talking about today, as well as these notes, the notes that I'm working from. Actually, I'll just share those. So let's begin with the first point. Webinars be flexible. And they are so flexible in the type of content that you can use and you can deliver with a webinar. They you can they maybe can be used both internally and externally. So internally facing in an organization or externally to customers or potential prospects for teaching and training. Obviously, they're wonderful platforms for doing any sort of education, training, preparation, that sort of stuff. They are wonderful for marketing. The online marketers have used webinars as their main delivery mechanism for quite some time. They are obviously a terrific marketing tool. They're a great sales tool and a promotion tool. They're even entertaining. You can even do webinars that have a great value as far as entertainment goes. All of those are kind of hallmarks of what webinars to del deliver. And one of the reasons that, I, that they're so relevant in all of those places or they're so they're so flexible in all those places is webinars are the closest thing to a live event that we have in the online space i mean we do have live streaming uh but as far as the you know kind of the the, the compartmentalized event where people are registering etc and they're coming with intent because you're there live with other people. And, and if you set your webinar up properly, this is one of the reasons I'm such a big fan of making sure that all webinars have a really active and live chat because the chat creates social proof. 
people engage in the chat, you hear comments, the stuff goes back and forth, you get a real feel for how your peers are accepting and embracing the content that's being delivered. I love the chat. When there's an active chat in one of my webinars, I feel I feel the same kind of engagement as I do in, when I'm giving a seminar or I'm giving a talk in a room and the audience is fully engaged. The more activity from chat, the more proof we get, the more social proof we get, the more energy and the, the, the farther down the field we're driving the ball of, as far as whatever it is that we're trying to promote with that webinar. So flexibility, that's the first hallmark of webinars. They're so relevant. and. When I say relevant, I mean when people come and attend a webinar, they are coming with intent. The content is relevant to them. This is one of the big differences between webinars and live streams. You know, if you if you stumble across a live stream on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram, you weren't looking for that. You didn't come with intent. It was just something happened across your feed, and then you can decide whether you're going to consume it or you're not going to consume it. Not so with webinars. With webinars, people register. And it, some people think this is a big barrier for entry, that you have to give an email address and you have to schedule a time to come. Yes, that's going to cut back on the total number of people that you bring in. But the number of people that come are vested. They're interested in your topic. They have determined that it is something that they want to attend, so they come with the intent to listen. So they come with a far more open mind to accepting the information that you're going to be sharing. They are already, they've already kind of moved down. If you're looking at a sales funnel or something like that, they've already moved farther down that funnel into accepting whatever the messaging is that you're going to be delivering. There is intent to webinars. Now, I think a lot of people, because of insecurities, they don't necessarily feel that they want to ask people for their email address because they don't want to be they don't want to be painted into that same corner uh, of the more smarmy online marketers that do webinars and try and get you in the webinar and then try and close you on a hard sell on a limited offer and all of the sorts of different kind of slimy mechanisms that they use to coerce us into a sale. Don't do that. If you don't like that idea, and I don't like that idea, but I don't do that. So don't do that. You can, you will, people coming to your webinar will very quickly determine whether or not you are a trustworthy individual or a not trustworthy individual. It's hard to cover it up and they will decide whether or not they want to stay with you or not. So don't worry that you're going to drive people away by asking them to register for your webinar. They, they, there has to be a quid pro quo. There has to be a level of trust that you start with that gives you a starting point. And, uh, so, so I wouldn't worry about the, you know, the, the, the barrier of having people give your email address. That's on the insecurity side. On the pure business side, you need to ask people for their email address. You need to continue to build your email list. This is something that we'll be talking about a lot on this podcast as we go ahead. But your email list is the heart of your business. The health of, the health of online marketers business, the health of content marketers business is their list because those are the people you can actually do business with. And that's something that we should all be concentrating on building. And if you haven't started on your mail list yet, that's something that you're going to have to give a long and hard thought to. It's part of the process. And it's something that I don't know of a replacement for. I don't know how you can make a good online living if you don't have a mail list that are, uh, is your tribe, is your community that you can send out a week weekly newsletter to or a monthly newsletter to, and you can make offers for whatever it is that you happen to be selling. If, you, if you're in the sales market, or you can invite them to participate in your programs if that's what you're doing, or you can ask them to hire you as a client 
or as a as a uh, as a coach if that's what you happen to be doing you need a list that you can rely on that's yours that's not in facebook or that's not on youtube or that's not in instagram those people who subscribe to your feeds in those spaces they are instagram facebook or youtube's customers not yours you need to have them in your list I'll get off the soapbox now, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get back on it pretty quickly every time I'm talking about mail list building because that is so important. But people do enter your webinar with intent. And that means that they have a far more, they're far more receptive to whatever it is you're going to be delivering. You can leverage webinars. The third point is you can leverage webinars, which means that you can, when you create content for a webinar, you can use that content for blog posts, for video posts. There's a lot of different ways that you can maximize the value of the content that you deliver in a webinar. In fact, you can even take your webinar and you can repackage it and deliver it as an evergreen content so that it's always working for you uh, and you can share it with people even when you aren't actually available to deliver the webinar live. You can take the content from the webinar and you can continue to list build. One of the things that we teach is a technique where I take my webinars and I convert them into mini courses online. As a matter of fact, I'll be telling you about one such mini course that I created called the anatomy of a successful webinar, where I talk about what's involved in creating a good webinar. I did that webinar over a year ago. It, the content is still great and valuable. And it's a mini course now that you can sign up for you listening to this podcast right now. If you go to the dototech.com forward slash gray two, you can sign up for that mini course take content, take a course, and guess what's happened as well. Then you also end up on my mail list because you sign up for my mail list in order to gain access to the course. They, it, it's, it can be a great list builder, the content that you create because you've proofed it and you've tested it with the community already. It's a it's concept that I'm a big fan of. The third thing, and I touched on this earlier, or the fourth thing now, I'm down to the fourth thing. The fourth thing is webinars, anyone can do webinars. And you can just start out with just a few people. You don't have to start out with a huge webinar. In fact, I don't recommend that you start out trying to have a huge webinar. And I actually, there's a best before date as far as the size of webinars, as far as I'm concerned, that I'll talk to you about in our final point. I believe anyone can do webinars. You're in a very safe environment. Like if you can get overcome some of your insecurities, which I, we can help you overcome those insecurities, stick around with us, subscribe to this podcast, you know, make sure that you're signing up for some of the different online, little mini online courses we're delivering. You can overcome all of the issues you have. The way we deliver webinars, a lot of the content is pre-recorded, where we actually pre-record the demo part. So you're not actually on the hook for the live part of the demonstration for doing a presentation, kind of like what I'm doing right now. But instead, you've pre-recorded it, you know it's good, you feed it into the webinar feed, and while people are watching it, you're in chat with them. And then when you come back to the webinar live, you're answering questions. It's pretty easy to answer questions in a webinar. If you know your content, and you have an engaged audience and you've delivered some valuable content to them already and they start asking you questions, responding to questions is a really easy way to deliver content. And it's also a great way to prove uh, that you know what you're talking about and to engender trust with your community. So I believe that anybody can do webinars. You are not too old, you're not too gray, you're not too any of that in order to deliver webinars. Trust me, we can get you there. The next part, reason I love webinars is it's a fast track to KLT. Now, I don't know who coined this term KLT, uh, but it means know, like, and trust. Theory is that in order for people to do business with you online, they have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you. 
Now, when you're in your local community and you've got a butcher or a barber or a chiropractor or a massage therapist in your neighborhood, you get to know them, you decide if you like them and if you trust them because you have a personal connection with them. You see them in the community, you walk into their office, you meet them, you look them in the eye. That's a lot more difficult thing to do in the online space. If you're blogging, if you're a blogger, to get people to know you, to like you and to trust you, they've got to read a lot of your content. It takes, a lo- it takes a lot of effort on both of your parts to get to the point where they know what your voice is, they know your moral fiber, they understand you. That is a big challenge. However, the beauty of webinars for this is if you are delivering a webinar as we deliver our webinars with you being on camera and answering questions live with your voice and your face and your expression and your body language, all of those things fall right into the sweet spot of how humans decide whether they like people and whether they trust people and whether they know them. It's a fast track to that that we that, that basically we could all take advantage of. If you're listening to this podcast now and you've come into a few of my webinars in the past, you probably feel that you have a pretty good idea of who I am and what my value system is, which might be one of the reasons that you're actually listening to this podcast now because we're on the same wavelength. There's a there's a there's certainly a understanding and a knowledge factor there might be a like factor. I, ho- I like to think that there's a like factor that people like me and that you trust me, that uh, you've heard enough from me in the past, you've heard my positioning on different products, you understand how the thought process that I go through and you trust me. And there, I, don't, I can't think of a faster way. Video is a great way to get to know, like, and trust people, but webinars are the fastest way to know, like, and trust people because you spend, like, typically speaking, you spend an hour with me. And for our webinar, Wednesday, we do a weekly webinar series here at Dottotech. Every Wednesday, people spend an hour with me. Every Wednesday, you get to know somebody pretty well. I'm getting to know the people that are, on, that are regular guests on the webinar and know what, they, what they're interested in and who they are now. Uh, so certainly being the, the presenter in the webinar, people are getting to know me really well. So it's a fast track to that. And that, is, that gives us an opportunity to do business down the line. And then finally, webinars have unlimited reach. They really do. You can, you can deliver a webinar to a huge group of people. Now, typically speaking, on our webinar Wednesdays, we have between 1,000 and 1,500 people sign up every week for our webinar, and we have about 300 to 500 people show up live. So let's say 200 to 500 people show up live. And we've had up to 800 or 1,000 people show up live. Interesting point. Even though you think I would prefer to have more, I like the webinars that are between 250 and 300 people in the room live. Why? I'm glad you asked. Because the level of engagement in the chat is, and there's enough people there that the chat is very vibrant and energized, but there's not so many people there that the chat flies by at supersonic speed and you can't read it and you can't stay on top of things. Sometimes, even with 200 people or 300 people in the room, the chat, and when people get excited, the chat goes by too fast for us to, to be able to, to comment back or to be able to capture and, and, and to know exactly what people are saying. But definitely when there's 500 people to 1,000 people, uh, the chat, even when it's, things are quiet, the chat is going by pretty quick and it's hard to stay on top of things. And I always want to make sure that we're getting lots of questions from the community and I'm hearing what they're saying uh, in order to, you know, to tailor the content as we're delivering the webinar to make sure that we're delivering enough value. So there is a sweet spot. 
Having said that, <clears throat> when you consider the fact that you can deliver a webinar live, take that webinar, package it up, maybe turn it into a mini course or turn it into an evergreen webinar and then continue to publish it for weeks or months or even years after the original publication date, the reach becomes unlimited of how many people you can reach with webinars. I've delivered webinars that are list builders for our business that have delivered literally thousands of email addresses, of brand new email addresses to our, to our mail list as a result of sharing it in different, in different social networks from a single project, from you know maybe two or three days of work preparing the webinar, the day that I delivered the webinar, and then that webinar just continues to work for us for years into the future. That's the beauty of another one of the beauties of webinars. So let me recap. These are just six reasons that came top of mind. As I was writing it, I could have probably come up with 16 more, but then with this would be too long a podcast. Webinars are very flexible. You can use them in a wide variety of different applications, which is really important because no two of us uh, have the exact same business model. They're relevant. People coming to your webinars, content that you deliver is relevant to them because they've subscribed to it. So there's an intent to their uh, coming into the webinar room. You can leverage webinars into turning the content into mini courses, into evergreen webinars. You can leverage it by having people sign up for your mail list and using it to grow your mail list. Anyone can do webinars. They aren't that difficult to do at the end of the day. You can learn the skills pretty quickly to deliver webinars. And once you master the skills, the confidence level that you'll have, oh, goes through the roof. Webinars are a fast track to know, like, and trust factor. People knowing you, liking you, trusting you, ultimately doing business with you, and they can be whatever you need them to be. They have pretty much unlimited reach. That, to me, are some of the key reasons that I just love webinars so much. Now, if you wanna know more, if you wanna learn a little bit more, uh, and certainly if you wanna know a little bit more about the technique of producing a webinar, because this has been kind of a 30,000 foot level talk about you know why I like webinars, I've got a resource for you, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. If you drop by our website at dototech.com forward slash gray two, I've got a link there to a tutorial that I've got called The Anatomy of a Successful Webinar. I'll say that again because I think I stumbled. The Anatomy of a Successful Webinar. It's a webinar that I delivered that taught people the physical pieces of a webinar, the hardware and software that you use to create it, the uh, how you manage a live event, setting your webinar up, creating what we call hybrid webinars. Hybrid webinars are the style of webinars that I deliver, which are I start live, then I have a pre-recorded segment that I insert, and then I finish with a Q&A live and how I package those together and deliver them. It's a terrific way to deliver webinars how to read your analytics and statistics, and what to do in a webinar when things go wrong. Because that's one thing about webinars that I haven't set up to now, because it's not one of the things I love about webinars, but webinars do have occasionally go off the rails and things go wrong occasionally. And when they do, you need to know what to do. And we'll coach you through that as well. So this is a free course that is that we host at our at our in, in at Dottotechu over at our Thinkific site. And you can sign up for free. So if you just drop by dottotech.com slash forward slash gray two the number two there'll be a link there and you can sign up and you can take the course it takes an hour and a half two hours to go through all of the course content but you'll see a live deliver you'll see a recorded delivery of one of our webinars of the style that i'm talking about and you'll get an idea for the different physical pieces of the puzzle so let's kind of wrap things up some of the keys that you think about you know i've been talking a lot about overall webinars and what they mean to us, but what are some of the things that make webinars successful? What are the things that you can touch on? Well, obviously you have to have great content. 
understanding your content, how much you should be delivering, the temperature of the content, you know, the the level of the content that you're going to be delivering. Those are the, the, you have to have great content to deliver a good webinar. And then you have to get people in the room. You have to find a way to actually get people to register, which is probably one of the biggest roadblocks that many, many people face is, okay, I got all this great content. I'm willing to do it. But how do I get people to actually register for my webinar? That's uh, key to, to, to generating, delivering good webinars. What technology should you be using? I mean, just a USB mic and a webcam, a variety of different webinar tools. We talk about them in the, in the, uh, in the mini course that I'm talking about. Here's one thing I'm going to tell you right now about the software, though. As far as hardware goes, it's really easy to set up a good hardware setup. You know, a, a good quality Logitech webcam, even the C920, the old, like, under, under $75 webcam and a good quality USB mic, and you can deliver a good webinar. Make sure you have good lighting. Lighting's really important. The software itself, the software tools, be it Webinar Jam or GoToWebinar or Zoom, Every single webinar tool on the planet has warts. They all, there isn't a perfect one. That's, I'm going to tell you right out of the gate. There's not a perfect one, but you learn the benefits and the challenges with each platform as you use that platform more and more. Uh, so, so just recognize the fact that you aren't going to make, you, you, you can never make the right decision as far as choosing a webinar platform, but you can make the decision that you choose the right one by learning how to use that tool properly. In my mind, the single biggest reason that our webinars are successful when we deliver them on Dottotech is engagement. We pay attention to what people are asking, and I make sure that the chat is always honored in every webinar that we deliver. You have to respect, if you've got 200 people on there, on the webinar, you're taking 200 hours of productivity out of the workspace to listen to you. So you better be delivering something of value and you better be listening to what your community is asking you and responding to it and making sure that they're getting what they expect and what they need from you. That's your job. That's our job when we're delivering a webinar. So engagement to me, when I, when I sign off from a webinar, if there hasn't been a lot of chat, I go, what did I do wrong? And, and I worry. That's when I, that's when I have my insecurities. But if there's a lot of comments, if there's a lot of questions being asked, if there's a lot of thanks and a lot of I want to learn more about this and you've helped me and, and, and especially lots of questions that we've been able to answer, then I, I just, I, I can just tell that we have done a great job. The last part of a key to a successful webinar is making sure you have a follow-up. Some people think that when they sign off from the end of the webinar, that that's the end of it. You always have to build into your webinar some sort of a follow-up sequence to allow you to, to, to give you permission to engage your community with questions and answers going ahead. Now, if you're just community building, that's important. But if you're ultimately using their webinar as a part of a sales funnel, that's crucial because you have to, you have to engage them and get, the, and get the conversation going back and forth in order to move them towards whatever the conversion is that you're looking for from your, from, your, from your webinar attendees, whether it's signing up for a free course or purchasing your course or hiring you or joining your community. Those, are, those all are generated by an intelligent follow-up sequence. So while I would never recommend that you don't deliver 100% of what you're promising, a part of that can be we're going to be emailing you out all of the details and all of the specifics and a webinar replay. There are a lot of different reasons that you should be emailing people at the end of the webinar that are perfectly legitimate and not at all manipulative that open the opportunity for the conversation and ultimately to lead them towards the conversion. So those are some of the keys to, to, to delivering webinars. 
Folks, that's it. Uh, this is, uh, as I say, we've, we're still kind of working on getting the format down for our podcast for here on Gray Matters. It is, uh, I'd love to hear your comments and feedback. Uh, you can comment either in the Facebook group. By the way, I didn't tell you about the Facebook group. I should have done that. We've got the Facebook group for Gray Matters. Just go on to, into Facebook and search for Gray Matters or check the, for the link on our website. And a lot of the conversation we're going to direct towards the Facebook group. It's a good place to have conversations like that. So if you have suggestions for future podcasts or comments about this podcast, please uh, come to the Facebook group, join us there and have the conversation in that community there. You can also respond to any emails that if you're on our email list, you can always respond to what's happening in the podcast through our email. And I do have a favor to ask you. As we're growing this podcast, uh, the biggest way that we can grow a podcast and the quickest way that we can grow a podcast is by telling iTunes and the other services that this content is relevant. And how we do that is by you subscribing to the podcast a, in whatever your system of uh, preference is, be it iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to us, and B, posting a review, letting people know that the, the quality of content here is good. So that's two things I need for you. A, help me make the quality better by telling me what you like, what you want to learn more about, and giving me some feedback from the community. And B, help me grow this podcast by sharing it and letting people know about it by commenting on iTunes. That's it. Those are the favors I'm going to ask of you. That's the deal that we're going to put in place. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Till then, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.